Thank you for hitting the download and subscribe button on iTunes and Google Play. This is Steven Jensen. You're listening to the Fight Talk Podcast. Today it is Wednesday, April the 25th, 2018. Two days away from the greatest Royal Rumble event in Saudi Arabia. WWE is going out there and they're putting on a massive show. Um, 10 matches from what I'm seeing right here. I'm going to go through each one, give you my predictions. And I mean, before I even get into this, I want to mention this is like a WrestleMania level stacked card. And I really feel like, especially based on some of the matches that we're getting on this show, it's almost like they used WrestleMania this year to like preview and then build towards this show, even though it was just a couple weeks later. And there wasn't like a whole lot of buildup for some of these matches like beyond the WrestleMania build that just kind of like carrying over. So this whole thing is kind of weird. Um, but that all being said, it's a show that I'm looking forward to watching. It's something that I plan on watching uh, while it airs live on the WWE Network on Friday afternoon. Um, it's going to be airing at, I believe, at noon Eastern time. So um, 11 Central for those of you who are, you know, near me. But I don't know. This is, it's a really, it's a, it's a big show. I mean, I'd imagine the show is going to last, I mean, at least four or five hours long. Cause we got, like I said, 10 matches and one of them is a 50 man Royal Rumble where, you know, I don't know what the intervals are going to be between each entrant coming out, but you got to think that alone is going to take up, you know, an hour to two hours of time, you know, maybe hour and a half to two hours. I don't know. I have no idea, but that's kind of what's exciting about this. It's kind of an unknown thing. You know, we saw them do this with the Beast in the East with NXT. Well, not NXT. Well, NXT was involved. That's where we saw Kevin Owens and um, Finn Balor for the NXT title at that Beast in the East show. But, you know, it was a WWE show, so it wasn't it wasn't all NXT, but they did have some NXT presence on there. But, you know, it's kind of like them doing that show. But this is like that show on steroids. You know, it's this is much, much bigger than, than, you know, than that was. We've also seen them do, you know, like the UK tournament. That was in the middle of the day. I think that was on like a Saturday, maybe a Saturday and Sunday. I can't remember exactly the format of that. But either way, this is the first time that we're seeing something like this, like to this level on the network that isn't like a pay-per-view event. So... I'm going to start breaking it down. Before I do, I want to give a shout out to the sponsor that is most important for these pick'em contests, and that is WrestleRumble.com. So WrestleRumble.com, for those of you who don't know, they are a website that does fantasy pick'em contests for pro wrestling. There's a lot of cash, and there's a lot of prizes on the line. All you have to do is go on WrestleRumble.com, you fill out some entries, I believe uh, the single entry is $10, and you can get a triple entry for $20. do not quote me on that because my deal obviously is a little bit different with them, uh, being that they are a part of the show. But I want to tell you what the prizes are because even if it's you know 10 bucks to enter, this is what you can win. Check this out. First place in the Greatest Royal Rumble Pick'em Contest is $500 cash and a Winged Eagle Championship replica belt. So you get 500 cash in your pocket and I mean a belt that's worth probably about another 350 or so. The old school WWF Winged Eagle Championship belt. Second place, $200. Third place, 100. Fourth and fifth both get 50 bucks. So we're talking about winning some serious cash and some serious prizes just for knowing about pro wrestling. 
And I can tell you firsthand, straight up, I've been bragging about it a lot. I've been showing my belt off. I won the contest for the NXT TakeOver New Orleans Pick'em. And they sent me a NXT Championship belt that's sitting in my office right now. And I saw the, the receipt that came with it. And I can tell you right now, I mean, these are valuable belts. And it's the first WWF, WWE, WCW, it's the first type of title belt I've ever owned. Because I always felt weird, like, buying a replica title, because it's like, you know, I didn't win it. So it's kind of weird to own a title that, you know, is like, it's just kind of fake. You know what I mean? I just never really got into collecting that kind of stuff. But I will proudly represent this NXT title that I won by beating other wrestling fans in wrestling trivia. It, It makes you feel like you actually won the belt, which, you know... Jump on WrestleRumble.com right now. Do your picks and predictions for this show. And like I said, win first place, 500 cash in the Winged Eagle Championship. Second, 100 bucks. Sorry, second, 200 bucks. Third, 100 bucks. Fourth and fifth, but 50 bucks. So do it right now. And make sure to jump on WrestleRumble.com and follow them on Twitter at WrestleRumble. Also, shout out to Heroes and Legends. Heroes and Legends is a pro wrestling collectible and memorabilia company that specializes in action figures, vintage magazines and programs, DVDs, autographed memorabilia, and other unique pro wrestling memorabilia. Make sure to check them out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at HL Pro Wrestling. And also make sure to follow Brian Jensen on Instagram, Brian Jensen at Atlanta Boxing Coach. All spelled out as one word, Atlanta Boxing Coach. Brian Jensen is a professional boxing coach. He's a corner man. He's a personal trainer. Works with MMA fighters, works with just people who are just looking to lose a little bit of weight or get in better shape. So follow him on Instagram, hit him up, and he's in the Atlanta, Georgia area. He'll get together with you if you're nearby to help you, or if you're not nearby, he can help you remotely from anywhere, and he'll work something out with you. So once again, Brian Jensen, hit him up on Instagram at Atlanta Boxing Coach. All right, with that all being said, let's get into these predictions. So we're going to start off with The Undertaker versus Rusev in a casket match. This is really interesting. I mean, obviously, I'm taking The Undertaker to win. That, that's, you know, not even a thought. But it is odd that, you know, Rusev was booked for this match. And then he said some stuff on social media, some stuff in some interviews. And then the next thing we knew, they were advertising Chris Jericho for this match. A few days later, they wound up going back to Rusev. And I thought it was funny that the WWE put out a statement that due to Lana's endorsement, Rusev is back in the match. And all I can think is what the hell does Lana's endorsement mean? Like who cares about what Lana thinks? Like she's honestly like, and this isn't to put anybody down, but I'm just going to talk about who she is within the context of the WWE universe on TV. She is a valet for a wrestler who's never won a world championship who's married to him, that doesn't even accompany him to the ring anymore. And she was, let's just be honest, she was a failed experiment as as a wrestler. Like, she was really, really bad in the ring. They tried to give her a push. She was really bad. And they they pulled back on it. And now it's like, so you know what I'm saying? Like, why would her endorsement mean anything at all? So we got Rusev in there, and I fully expect the Undertaker to squash him. After that, we got John Cena versus Triple H. This is a good match. You know, we've seen this. This was a WrestleMania main event at one point. We also, you know, two of the biggest names in the history of pro wrestling. You know, we got Triple H and John Cena. 
I'd like to see Cena get the win here. I'm going to take Cena. You know, we've seen him lose too much lately. And years ago, this is like, this is all I wanted. This is all, you know, most fans wanted, I feel like. We just wanted to see John Cena get knocked down a peg and stop winning every single time he was in a, even just like a semi-big match. I mean, all of his big matches he won, but even, you know, it was very rare that he lost at one point, you know, and that was, and that one point lasted for years. But at this point, you know, John Cena, I think, is losing a little too much. And I would like to see him start building towards next year's WrestleMania by starting by beating Triple H here in Saudi Arabia. I want to see him do it clean with, you know, an attitude adjustment or the STF, whatever, you know, whatever way they want to get this done. I want to see Cena get the win. Triple H obviously doesn't need it. He is the most made man of all made men in really wrestling history. I mean, he's going to be given the keys to the kingdom. He's going to be the new Vincent man at some point. So there's nothing that could be done to triple H to, you know, mess up his credibility or anything. You know what I mean? So he doesn't need to win this. I think Cena needs to win more than triple H does. And I said it before I, I you know, I write written articles for the daily DDT, uh, daily DDT.com. And I'll probably put these in written form as well. If you guys want to, you know, read maybe in more detail for some of this stuff. But I mentioned in an article that I wrote not too long ago, let's see John Cena versus the undertaker at WrestleMania again next year. And maybe this is kind of the start to the buildup because maybe Cena will be, you know, prepared quote unquote this year. And maybe he'll even win the elusive 17th championship going into that WrestleMania match rematch with Undertaker. Maybe we see John Cena defending his belt against Undertaker, putting his career on the line. I think that'd be pretty cool, but that's, that's, you know, way more in depth and way more forward thinking than I really need to be for this show in particular. So we're going to go with uh, John Cena beating Triple H. After that, we've got Cedric Alexander taking on Kalisto for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Um, I have not been up to date on 205 Live really since WrestleMania. Well, I shouldn't say that. I, I did, I did watch it all but this week. Um, so I didn't see the show from last night where Kalisto apparently became the number one contender. I think it was a gauntlet match of some kind. And I did see that they were doing a storyline where Buddy Murphy couldn't make weight. And I don't know if that's legitimate or not, but if it is, I don't know why you're actually, I mean, this isn't, I mean, let's, let's be honest, right guys. I mean, this isn't a real sport, so they could easily just tell us that he is making weight. I mean, no one's ever in a million years going to be able to dispute what, true weight buddy murphy's at so if they're actually holding these guys to a certain weight limit in real life to compete in predetermined matches i think that's pretty ridiculous anyways i don't see kalisto winning this one they really did a lot to try to build cedric alexander especially over the last few months winning that 16-man tournament that ended with him winning the championship over mustafa ali at wrestlemania i'm just a little afraid that since wrestlemania is over that 205 Live will just start spinning its wheels again. And I don't, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there was really any 205 Live representation on Raw the last couple weeks. So I don't know, you know, they have a three hour show and that's why the cruiserweights are, are on that show, but also do 205 Live on Tuesday nights. But I don't know if that's really going to be the case going forward so much because we don't really see a whole lot of, a whole lot of cruiserweight action on Raw anymore. 
Um, after that, so uh, by the way, I, I think I already said it, but I'm taking Cedric Alexander to win. After that, we've got the Bludgeon Brothers versus the Usos uh, for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I think this one's another obvious one. As great as the Usos are, I really think they're one of, if not the best tag team in the WWE on the main roster. I think there's some teams in NXT that can give them a run for their money, but the Bludgeon Brothers clearly aren't losing here. And there's really not a whole lot I can really talk about. I will say it's kind of cool seeing Naomi inserted into this feud. Uh, she adds a little bit of depth to the Usos and this whole thing between them and the Bludgeon Brothers. But there's just no way in my mind that the Bludgeon Brothers lose this match, and I imagine it would be pretty quick. Up next, we have another tag team match for the vacant Raw tag team titles. We have Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy taking on the Bar, Cesaro, and Sheamus. This makes no sense because Cesaro and Sheamus are on SmackDown now. So I don't understand. It's the same kind of thing. We're going to talk about this in the next match too, but I mean... I really don't think there's any way that Cesaro and Sheamus are going to win unless they have some giant plans to like unify all the titles on one show for the tag team titles and then like create even newer belts over on Raw or split the divisions or like whatever. Just not. That's, I'm thinking way too much into this. Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt are winning the titles um, in Saudi Arabia and we'll see where it goes. You know, I, I can't say that I love the Matt Hardy and Wyatt stuff, but I also, I definitely don't hate it either. I, I guess I'm kind of on the fence about it still, but it's leaning more towards, you know, enjoyable than bad. That makes sense. So um, hopefully we'll see. I think they're going to win the titles and then maybe they'll expand that Woken universe, bring in more people, add some more elements to it. They need to do more with it than just have Hardy and Wyatt team up. And I'd really like to see more of a transformation from Wyatt because he still seems pretty much like the same character he was before he went into the Lake of Reincarnation and came out as, you know, a part of Matt Hardy's kind of group or whatever. So anyway, I'm taking Hardy and uh, Wyatt to win that one. Up next, we have the other Hardy, Brother Nero, Jeff Hardy, taking on Jinder Mahal. He's defending his United States Championship that he won uh, just a couple weeks ago on Raw, then was moved over to SmackDown. That's Jeff Hardy, of course. Um, I hate Jinder Mahal. People know this. I just got, I have no time for this guy. I just, just don't think he's good in the ring. He's not good on the mic. His facial expressions are very silly. Uh, you know, aside from being big, like as far as like physically, he's very muscular. There's nothing about him that screams like pro wrestler or or athlete or entertainer or anything to me. I mean, it's literally like you have a guy. There's a lot of guys that are I, I don't I don't want to call him juiced up because I do not know 100% for certain if he's on anabolic steroids or not. I have no idea. But by the looks of it, and you know, I've been watching pro wrestling for like the better part of 25 years and I watch I cover mixed martial arts, you know, semi-professionally. I'm pretty good at spotting out who's on steroids and who isn't. And if he isn't on some sort of steroids, that's absolutely remarkable. Because if it isn't, he just has the genetics of somebody the human earth has never seen before. Or humankind has never seen before, I should say. And he did not look like this in his first run with the WWE. So it isn't just genetics. So there's, there's something going on. But even then, it doesn't make him a good pro wrestler. He's just a bulky, muscular guy. 
who, you know, whatever. I'm going to get off the gender thing because I'll talk about him all podcasts and people get mad, especially people that are fans of his. I think Jeff Hardy is fantastic. Like, I think he's as good now and as over now with the crowd. Just one second. <clears throat> Sorry, throat's getting a little bit clogged there. Need a sip of water. Um, Jeff Hardy's as over with the crowd now as he's ever been. And he always has been. Like, Jeff is great. And I don't even care about his past, you know, his personal demons, the rest. Like, what I care about is that this guy loves pro wrestling and he's a unique guy who is able to make a connection with the crowd that very few people in wrestling history have, have been able to make for this amount of time. And, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, like, I, I understand. Like, I was with, I, I ordered the TNA pay-per-view. Can't even remember which one it was, but I ordered the show when him and Sting main evented. And he went out there just messed up out of his mind. Couldn't even perform. Um, I've seen, I've, I've read the stories about his DUIs and, uh, years ago when like he wouldn't go to rehab and this and that. And, you know, he's a guy who has a, a difficult past and I can relate to, it. I've been through a lot of stuff in my life. That's actually very similar to what Hardy's gone through, like as a kid with like, you know, family and like disease and that kind of stuff. Like, and I understand, like, I have, I have, I guess, I guess you could say I'm a bit more sympathetic towards the way that Jeff Hardy has kind of coped with things in his life. And I don't judge people that have gone through, you know, serious trauma and don't know how to deal with it or think that that, that, that is the best way to deal with it, whatever it is. Like, but the end of the, at the end of the day, Jeff Hardy, as a performer within the WWE context, he's a solid performer who always gets a great crowd reaction and he's getting better reactions right now as a singles wrestler than he probably ever has. Like they could give him the WWE title and no one would be mad about it. Myself included. He's not even the best in the ring. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's a backyard trained wrestler, self-trained who apparently, you know, who obviously over the last like 20 years or so has gotten much, much better because he's been a true professional for so long. But you know, he can go in there, hit his you know, his greatest hits. You know, he hits his whisper in the wind, twist of fate, swanton, does his stuff. And the crowd eats it up and the moves are still cool. You know what I mean? So I hope, you know, I'm going to pick Jeff Hardy to retain the belt. And I hope that they keep pushing him because this might really be the last time we see Jeff Hardy get a real chance at being the top guy in the WWE. And he's been the champion before. We know he's been world champion. He's been WWE champion. But those reigns were pretty forgettable in the grand scheme of things. So I'd like to see Hardy really get a shot. If, if he can keep his nose clean, why not? After that, we've got AJ Styles, Roshinsuke Nakamura for the WWE Championship. Th so the rest of these uh, matches is when it starts to get pretty difficult to choose winners. Like up to this point, I think all those predictions are pretty low-hanging fruit. You know what I mean? Like those are... I think those those uh, predictions are pretty obvious. Everything I've said up to this point, I'd be pretty surprised if I got those wrong. Um, once again, on WrestleRumble.com, that's where you need to be making these picks. But Shinsuke versus Nakamura, or sorry, Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles. Not only do I love this rematch, I love Shinsuke Nakamura as a heel. And I loved him as a heel in New Japan Pro Wrestling years ago. He's great as a babyface as well. 
but he's so, so, so good as a heel. And what he's doing right now by just hitting AJ in the nuts at every possible opportunity, the way that they changed his theme song, they added the Japanese lyrics to it so that the fans can't sing along with it or chant along with it, you know, with the melody. Um, and I actually think the song sounds badass. Like, I really, I love the presentation. The time's now. This is it. Like, WrestleMania wasn't the time. The time's now. This is the time. Shinsuke Nakamura wins the WWE title on Friday. We're going to see the first ever Japanese-born WWE champion, Shinsuke Nakamura. And I think this is going to be a better match than the match that they had at WrestleMania. I think AJ, obviously, uh, I think they'll probably have more matches. Like, this will be the second of maybe three, four, five matches between the two, like high-profile matches. But then there's so many options. Like, you got Nakamura... Um, and obviously you got Daniel Bryan on SmackDown, you got Samoa Joe on SmackDown, you got so many people that you can do so many good things with, um, that SmackDown is really, to me, that's the premier show now. If you're looking at the, the talent rosters after these superstar shakeups and Nakamura and AJ Styles are going to be two of the top guys without going forward. And like I said, there's other guys in that mix uh, the Miz, of course, and another one of them. There's others, of course, but like they have a great, 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 great roster on SmackDown. And I think Shinsuke Nakamura as champion is the right move. I want to see him hit a Kinshasa. Maybe he hits another low blow on Styles while the ref isn't looking or something and gets him with that Kinshasa. I loved on SmackDown last night, by the way, how Carl Anderson was in there, like basically taking the bullets for AJ and, and, Shinsuke was just doing it, you know, right in his face, like, and pretty much mocking him while he was doing it, and this is the Shinsuke Nakamura I've wanted to see since WWE signed him, you know, this is, this is it, this is, you want to talk about the King of Strong Style, a rock star, the artist, whatever, all these different names and monikers, this, this is the Shinsuke Nakamura that we need, and I think he wins the title on Friday. After that, we've got the Intercontinental Championship ladder match between Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, and The Miz. It's hard for me to think that Rollins is going to lose the title so soon, although if anyone else is going to win it, I would pick Balor. I don't think Joe's going to win because obviously he's on SmackDown. He's got a match lined up with Roman Reigns for Backlash, and then, you know, I think they have more stuff kind of lined up for him over on SmackDown. The Miz doesn't need the title, although... It's never a bad thing with The Miz being Intercontinental Champion, especially because he's clearly going to be feuding with Daniel Bryan next, and it'd be cool to have that title on the line. But it doesn't make any sense to put the IC title back on SmackDown. So that right away is going to rule out Joe and Miz for me. So it's just, it's a toss-up. You know, I think Rollins is the better of, like, if, if I had my choice between Rollins and Balor, like, I could only choose one of them to start a wrestling company with. I'd go Rollins. You know, I just think that he's a bit better on the mic. He's a bit more entertaining in the ring. I think, he, you know, overall character, background and stuff. Balor is, like, super close. He's right there. But, I, you know, gun to my head, I think Rollins is, is the better option. And, you know, and that has more to do with booking, honest, honestly, than even their skill sets. Um they need to do something new with Balor big time. Not necessarily like change his character, but like, you know, they need to start having him get some big wins over some big names before I even, you know, put him in that category of, you know, a main eventer again, because he really hasn't been since he won the universal title and that lasted, you know, a day. But Seth Rollins, you know, Monday Night Rollins, 
I think there's just a lot they can do with him. And literally the only reason I would want Rollins to lose the IC title is if he was going to be a part of the Universal title mix soon, which I don't know if he will be or not. Um, we're going to get to that here in just a second. But I'm going to take Seth Rollins to retain in this ladder match. But I wouldn't be surprised if Balor got the win because, you know, he needs something big and this would be it. But Rollins winning the IC title just at WrestleMania and, it, you know, he's he's been a good champion so far. So I want to see... I want to see what he does with it. So I'm going to take Rollins. But all four of the guys in this match, Rollins, Balor, Joe, Miz, all four are top-notch, top-tier performers. After that, we've got Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns in a steel cage for the Universal Championship. Everything about this match obviously screams Roman Reigns is winning. I'm going to take Brock Lesnar to retain. I just don't think Roman is the guy to, to do this in... I think WrestleMania was a big um, a big wake-up call for the WWE because Roman, you just, you know, let's put it this way. When you have a championship, and this is partly on Brock Lesnar too, it isn't all on Roman, but when you have a WrestleMania main event between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar and the fans are more interested, and I was there live, I was in the crowd, I witnessed this in person. I can tell you firsthand, this is exactly how it went down. The fans were more interested in beach balls in the crowd. They were more interested in trying to ruin the match. They're more interested in chanting for the 10-year-old kid, Nicholas, who won the titles with Braun Strowman the match before. They're more concerned with letting Vince and the WWE know that they think this is boring and this is not. these aren't the guys that they want. And Brock Lesnar is definitely going back to the UFC, um, whether it's, you know, I, I don't think he'll be done with the WWE completely, but he'll obviously need to take some time off from the WWE if he is going to compete in the UFC again, especially if he winds up getting another UFC heavyweight title fight, which sounds you know totally possible considering what's going on in, in MMA and in the UFC world right now. He could very well be fighting the winner of Daniel Cormier and Steve Amiochek, especially if Daniel Cormier wins wins the title from Miochek. I can absolutely see Cormier and Lesnar doing a match, or do, having a fight, I should say. So, Brock, is Brock the best option for Universal Champion? Hell no. Is Roman the best option for Universal Champion? Super, super, super hell no. And I'm going to go with hell no over super, super, super hell no. Which really just begs the question, who does Brock lose to if not Roman? And the answer is, I don't know. And at this point, it's like, I don't even care. Like, And that's sad because after Brock beat the, the streak from The Undertaker, WrestleMania 30, ever since then, I feel like we've been building to this moment of who's going to, you know, basically grab that torch, grab that brass ring from Brock Lesnar and become the next big thing, you know, pun intended. And, you know, WWE clearly thought Roman Reigns was their guy. They've tried year after year after year, and it just it just isn't. And Roman Reigns is great. I don't, I don't even dislike Roman Reigns. I, I'm a fan of Roman Reigns. But I'm going to sit here and admit, straight up, he's not the best option. He's a really good, you know, and if he was a heel, he is the best option. If he's a heel... But he isn't. And it looks like they don't want to do that. Roman Reigns and, and Paul Heyman teaming up would be perfect. But it just seems like they're going to stick to their guns here. And that's not what the direction they're going to go. And it's it's just sad because, you know, 
they've really put Roman in this spot where like it could really only be him to to do this and or you know maybe Braun with the right build maybe even Smojo with the right build but like I'm gonna predict Brock Lesnar but I mean like I should predict Roman Reigns I just I'm just hoping that WWE is realizing that Roman just is, it just isn't the right guy and it isn't the right time and to have Brock drop this belt in what should be such a massive moment in WWE history in the middle of the day on a Friday from another country where a lot of people aren't going to be able to watch live, I just don't think it's the right move. So I'm going to take Brock Lesnar to retain. And after that, we have the greatest Royal Rumble match, 50-man over-the-top rope battle royal, or sorry, I should say Royal Rumble, not battle royal. So they are they are going to be coming in, you know, one one after another. Royal Rumble rules. I have no clue, no clue who's going to win this match. You know, the winner apparently gets a trophy, not like a title match or anything. I'm hoping that they include a title match in that. Maybe I would do this. I would probably have Brock Lesnar retain over Roman, and then whoever wins this greatest Royal Rumble match, um, me, you know, they they wrestle Brock next, and. Honestly, like I'd imagine that every single person who's who I've talked about so far will be in the greatest Royal Rumble match. Um, of course, some other people that I haven't mentioned, and they will probably have some surprises as well. I the only name that like sticks out to me is Braun Strowman. Do I think that he's necessarily the best option? I don't know, but they need to do something with him, and he's still one of the most over guys that they have on their show. The only other thing, the the best option would be, I guess, if they took someone from NXT and gave them, you know, the mega push by winning this match. But I don't see that happening. So, I mean, I guess my prediction is going to be Braun Strowman because I can't think of anyone else that makes sense. That'll, that might change a thousand times between now and Friday, but that's what I'm going to go with. And there's not really a whole lot more I can say because I have no idea who's in this match. We've never seen this match before. So that's that. Those are my official predictions for the Greatest Royal Rumble. It's going to be this Friday, starting at noon Eastern time on the WWE Network. Uh, If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit the subscribe button on iTunes, Google Play, Podomatic, anywhere that you could find this podcast. Please download the episodes that you like, and please give me a five-star rating and a review. That just helps people find the podcast easier, and it takes like three seconds. Obviously, it doesn't cost any money, and it doesn't you know doesn't make me any money either. It just simply helps more people find the show. So please give me a five-star rating. Uh, please subscribe, and please leave a review. It helps the podcast out a lot. I know I say it all the time, but it is the truth. Please make sure to check out my new Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash fighttalk underscore. been gaming more on there. I have like 20-something followers now, which is cool, um, which doesn't sound like a lot, but on Twitch, that actually... Um, Based on what I've been seeing with like other people, that's actually not too bad for someone who just started. So uh, if you're on Twitch, it's totally free to follow me. And I need to get up to 50 followers to be able to get a subscribe button, which makes my channel you know much more legitimate. So please check that out on Twitch. Once again, that's twitch.tv slash fight talk underscore. My Twitter, please follow me on there as well, at fight talk underscore. My Facebook group is at fight talk podcast. And my merchandise is available at whatamaneuver.net. That is whatamaneuver.net. Got t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, different designs, different colors. Any money I make on that website goes right back into this podcast to get better equipment and get out to these shows, be there live, uh, interview wrestlers, interview fighters, all that good stuff. So that's once again at whatamaneuver.net. 
My written articles are available at Daily DDT. That's at dailyddt.com. They are part of fansided.com. I write articles for them a couple times a week, so check those out. My MMA articles are on mmaonpoint.com. I just do some news stories over there, so check those out, please. And I'm going to give a shout-out to my sponsors one more time. Heroes and Legends, make sure to check them out at HL Pro Wrestling on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Make sure to check out Brian Jensen on Instagram to get some boxing training or just to get in better shape, whatever it is. Follow him on Instagram at Atlanta Boxing Coach. And make sure to jump on WrestleRumble.com right now and make your predictions for the greatest Royal Rumble. That's WrestleRumble.com. First place is $500 cash and a Winged Eagle Championship replica belt. Second place is uh, $200 cash. Third place is $100 cash. And fourth and fifth, both $50 cash. Make sure to stay up to date with all the contests for WrestleRumble on Twitter at WrestleRumble. So that's going to be it, guys. Enjoy the greatest Royal Rumble. I'm not sure when I'll be back next. Don't know if we'll be talking MMA or pro wrestling, but either way, I'll be back soon.